you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey there, it's Crystal here. I am so excited to kick off our theme for January, which is really just each of us taking an episode and sharing the word or phrase that we've chosen to focus on in the year 2022. So before I give you mine, I have to tell you a little bit about how I started picking a word or phrase of the year. I used to be that girl who would sit down with a new notebook and way too many high and lofty, super detailed goals for the new year. Most of them were unattainable, and my enthusiasm for reaching those goals ended before the month of January was even over. Can anyone relate? (laughs) Several years ago, the Lord began working on my heart to just focus on growth in a particular area instead, and I think that's a pretty good idea for all areas we may be looking to improve in the new year. Maybe we have weight loss goals. We can focus on growing in the area of healthy eating and exercise. Or if we have cleaning and organization goals, we can focus on taking small steps of growth in those areas. Maybe we want to improve our finances. We can grow by creating better spending habits, tackling one small debt at a time, and saving a little more than you did before. You name the goal, and growth is the key. Reaching goals takes time and effort, and too often we become discouraged and quit when those goals start to seem unreachable. If we would instead choose to celebrate growth we make in those areas, we would continue growing and making improvements toward the goals. The same could be said for our spiritual life. Maybe your goal is to read your Bible through this next year. And you start strong, then you get bogged down in Leviticus or maybe even before. You miss some days here or there and eventually quit. But what if instead your goal was to read your Bible for 10 minutes a day and you continued that despite missing days here or there? Maybe you wouldn't finish in a year, but you would have shown growth in that area worth celebrating, right? Or maybe you want to study the Bible. You dive in with a new Bible study or your own study of a book of the Bible. Things are going really well, and then you miss a day here or there. The task seems too big and overwhelming, so you become discouraged and quit. Instead, what if you celebrated that you had started something new and pressed on? Maybe the study will take longer than you had planned, but in the end, you would have shown growth. Do you want to improve your prayer life? Instead of making a complicated prayer list or committing to writing out your prayers, what if you simply committed to being sure you bowed before the Lord each and every day with a humble heart? Would that growth be worthy of celebrating? So with that in mind, that is what my words or phrases have been over the years. The Lord has shown me areas that He wants me to improve in, and any spiritual growth in that area is worth celebrating. I've had quite a few over the years. A few of them embrace the day, discipline, rest, be humble, invest, and last year was wait. This year has been no different. The last few months, I've noticed a noisiness in my mind, an unsettling in my spirit, becoming easily frustrated or agitated. 
mostly with things at work. And as I've prayed about this and searched the scriptures, one word has continually come to mind. Quiet. Listen to this verse. 1 Peter 3, 4, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. It's part of a larger section of scripture that I'm quite familiar with because of Mark and I's struggles early in our marriage. He was saved, but not following the Lord. And I clung to these verses about how the Lord could use my conversation my behavior, actions, and speech to change his heart. It is not the outward appearance that has that power and influence, but rather what is on the inside. It is this meek and quiet spirit that is of great worth to God. Meek is defined as a mildness of disposition, gentleness of spirit, and humility. Quiet is defined as tranquil, peaceable, and still. As I considered the word quiet, I realized that there were three areas that would need work if I was going to achieve that meek and quiet spirit the Lord wants. Fortunately, they are all connected, and it starts with a quiet heart. A quiet heart will then lead to a quiet mind, and a quiet mind will lead to perhaps the most difficult, a quiet mouth. Let's start with that quiet heart. When I say quiet heart, what I mean is feeling a sense of peace and rest that can only come from the hope we have in the Lord. This kind of quiet heart is only possible when we fully trust the Lord and His Word. Psalm 33 reminds us that, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. He spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. And then, beginning in verse 13, we are reminded of how, The Lord looketh from heaven, he beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike, he considereth all their works. The Lord is watching over us all the time. This was actually just mentioned in the message on Sunday, which I just found perfect for what I was studying. But it goes on to say, There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. So we can't rely on any strength from man or horses or anything like that. It all has to be relying on the Lord. Verse 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. That hope that we have in the Lord will help us keep an eternal perspective. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. So when things are upsetting me or frustrating me, getting me fired up, I need to remember to keep an eternal perspective. Ask myself if this will matter in eternity. Does it have any eternal value? As I mentioned earlier, that quiet heart will lead to a quiet mind. I know it is pretty familiar, but I absolutely love Philippians 4, 6 through 9 for this one. 
It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Simply put, we must think good thoughts. We must dwell on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtue, and praise. And when we struggle, we need to remember 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We build up so many strongholds in our minds when we are dwelling on things we shouldn't. The negative, the anxious thoughts, the unforgiveness, the lies Satan tells us to keep us down and defeated. But God's word tells us in verse 4 that our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pull down those strongholds. We can gain victory over wrong thinking, but it takes a continual choice to stop the negative thoughts and instead think good thoughts. My favorite quote from my Bible study, Pulling Weeds, Planting Seeds, is from the Worry versus Peace chapter, and that is prayer plus right thinking equals peace. Remembering this will help me have a quiet mind. And finally, let's tackle that quiet mouth. I'll admit that this is sometimes the most difficult for me. But it is only by taking care of the heart and the mind first that I can even hope to improve in this area. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And then listen to Matthew 12.34-35. It says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So what comes out of my mouth is what's in my heart, and that's why I have to take care of the heart first. The passage goes on to say in verse 36, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. We will give an account for every idle word spoken. Yikes! If that isn't motivation to have a quiet mouth, I don't know what is. Of course, we can't be quiet all the time, though. But I know I could be a lot more careful with what I say and how I say it. Listen to a few of my favorite verses from Proverbs. 2123 says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. In chapter 18, verse 27 through 28, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Chapter 15, verse 1 says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And then in verse 28, 
The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. I spent a lot of time on that last one in the study, There's a Fly in My Tea, when I was discussing responding to things instead of reacting. And as I studied out having a quiet heart, a quiet mind, and a quiet mouth, I could have become a bit discouraged seeing how many, how many of the scriptures and ideas were things I've worked on in the past. It seems like there is always work to do in our spiritual life, but knowing and accepting that is what keeps our hearts tender toward the working of the Holy Spirit. And while I may have a long way to go in this area of quieting my heart, mind, and mouth, I know I've made a lot of progress over the years, and it is my prayer that I will continue to grow in this area in 2022. So no matter what you are focusing on in the new year, always remember to celebrate the improvements you make along the way. Happy New Year from all of us at Her Portion. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.